Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 95.7 The Game pregame show. Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, who is filling in for Bonte Hill. You will hear him on the morning roast later this morning when I'm done. Sam Lubman on the boards, as always. Thank Hello. you, Sam, for being you. Incredible, incredible Wednesday morning. As always, plenty to talk about, or I shouldn't say as always. This is supposed to be the, the quiet time in sports right after Super Bowl, but we, we can always find something. We can always find something. We, we got a little bit of Major League Baseball talk. I feel like I haven't gotten into too much baseball, and, and, and if you know me, if you've heard me on some of these other slots, you know that's my number one true love. We're talking Clay Thompson. He wasn't in the top 75. What does he have to do to get in that top 100? Which feels so far, far away. But we're going to talk about it right now because he he could start that campaign during this season. During this season. I also want to talk about one of the guys that made it in the top 75 over Clay Thompson. Bay Area guy. And I'm going to be a little bit harsh on him. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but he currently plays. He's also from Oakland, and his name is not JTA. But I'm going to be a little harsh on him, and it wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be a show if we talk if we didn't talk about Mike Florio and, and talking about Tom Brady headed to the Niners. But but I'm going to put a little spin on it. So hang with me. This is what we. This is all of what we got today. But I'm going to start you with this Wednesday, Wing Wednesday, and you can always hit the text line. 888-957-9570. And I want to hear from my man, Sam, to start out. Wings, Sam. Wings. We talked a couple weeks ago last time I was on this show. Favorite flavor. Now I want to know, boneless wings, are you in or out? Or I guess everybody is in, but do you shame the the boneless wingers out there? Uh, not only am I completely out on boneless wings, but yeah, I if you... I do, I do kind of shame you. I do kind of shame the uh, the boneless wing community. You're, you're eating chicken nuggets. You're not eating wings. You're eating a chicken nugget. Give me a bone to gnaw on. It is a primal urge. I want my wings with the bone. That's just a classic take, you know, the chicken nugget take. And look, I just think they're easier to eat. I, I like both. I like both. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. They're definitely easy to eat. We had a, we had our, uh, what was it, NFC Championship game watch party here mm-hmm. at the station a few right. weeks ago. Uh Craig brought in a boneless wings from Wingstop. <laughs> I mean, these things like, yeah, all right, though, no, these are definitely easy, easy to eat. But, exactly. Like, I'm not eating boneless wings or I'm not eating wings because I want something easy to eat. I'm eating wings because there's just the satisfying feeling of of holding the, the, the bone with meat in uh-huh. your hand and gnawing on it. There's just there's a satisfying urge to it. It's like you, when you have that plate stack with mm-hmm. bones, there's an accomplishment there. Yeah, yeah, yes, the boneyard. There's it's no boneyard. It's a small accomplishment, but an accomplishment nonetheless. Hey, tiny victories, tiny victories. Well, look, I, I, I'm in. I don't, I don't. I don't wing shame. I, I don't know. Sam, Sam does wing shame, by the way. So so let's get into this. Especially the, if you do the the cauliflower with buffalo sauce or whatever, the cauliflower look, wings. I'm when, sure again, I'm sure they're fine. My girlfriend's proponent <laughs> of them. I give her crap for it. Yeah. And so I I don't discriminate. Yeah, I, that's that's 
That's the line. I like to do a lot of stuff with cauliflower. Right. I'm not doing wings. Well, look, as long as you keep the same energy with everybody, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. You know, I don't want to belabor this point, but I'll tell you this. When everything went down with, with the Juwan Howard situation, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. The, the, the one thing I didn't think we'd see is people calling to get rid of the handshake line altogether. I did not see that one coming. I thought, you know, Juwan Howard, you can't, you know, you, you, you can't do what he did. You can't put hands on someone. Obviously, someone put hands on him first. That, those are the takes I expected to see. And then all of a sudden I saw, why are we even doing the handshake line anyway? And to me, I think the question is, at what point or at what level would you stop? Let, let's say, okay, cool. Do you stop in college? You just don't do handshake lines in college? Are you saying to stop in high school? I said it yesterday, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm starting to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I am not. I am not the get-off-my-lawn guy. But I do think that there is something kind of classic and traditional and old school about shaking hands after a game. Just, just, Just shake hands after a game because at the end of the day, in my opinion, the higher up you get, this, it also becomes more of that brotherhood and more of that fraternity and more of just a group of people that, hey, there are not a lot of people playing at this level. And at the end of the day, when, when we are between the lines, that's one thing. But when the game is over, kudos to you. you. You put everything out there on the line, and so did we. Just shake hands and keep it moving. So 888-957-9570, should they get rid of the handshake lines, and at what level, if you have a, a small child, if, if you have somebody in middle school, a kid in middle school or elementary school, are we getting ready handshakes there? D- does it start in high school? Sam, I'm, I'm curious what you think about this. The handshake thing, did you, did you hear about it, one? And two, do you agree? And three, I mean – what level do you do this? Because things get pretty competitive. Like nowadays, these kids in AA, they're dunking in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, ready to go to the league. They don't want to shake hands. No, I, I did hear the story. And it just, that's another one of those, you know, we, when we came in, I was telling you, you know, we're just hearing all these, that's so 2022 stories. Right, right. Yeah, that's no, like, that's just so 2022. Something happens and, oh, the fix is let's get rid of the handshake line. Like, yeah, sure. That sounds like a, a solution we would come up with this day and age. Honestly, I kind of, I'm, I'm on board the handshake uh, line. I, one of the things I really like about hockey is the fact that they still do it at the professional level. So right. I think it's way hyper-reactionary to say, oh, let's get rid of the handshake line. It's like, how, how about this? How about we get rid of this need to have to, like, go after each other after a game like that? It's not the handshake line that's the problem. Right. It's the people who are in it. And one bad experience in the handshake line should not undo the fact that that was like the only bad experience in a handshake line ever. Yeah, and that, that's what, what was so surprising to me to even see. I didn't even think that was on the table. I didn't even think that was on the table at all. But I, I just saw that. I just saw that. And look, for me, I, I, played in, uh, I, I played in college a little bit. And what they do in college is typically a three-game set. So you don't shake hands until the end of the last game. So it's even worse when you get swept and you, you watch these guys handshake each other on your mound – all three times, and then you got to shake hands with them. But you know what? Like I said, it's a bit of a fraternity. It's a bit of a brotherhood on all levels. So I I wouldn't get rid of it. But, again, hey, this is what happens when the Super Bowl is over and we're waiting for basketball to come back, which comes back tomorrow. This is is where we get to. Yeah, if anything, I would get rid of how baseball, they do the handshake line with each other after the game. Like, mm. if anything, I would get rid of that. That just seems, like, lame and self-serving. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're, it's like a like a self-pat on the back, especially when it's like, you know, you, like, lost the first three and then you right. win the fourth one. Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the on-field. Yeah, teams doing it with the other, but teach their own, I guess. Teach their own. Teach their own. Okay, well, we're already talking about the diamond, so let's just stay there. Major League Baseball obviously has a lot going on or or at the same time nothing going on because they're – pushing spring training they're in a lockout the the players have gotten rid of their faces on social media it's a mess it's a mess and I'm not necessarily going to sit here and go into 
the the details of the lockout because even at 5 a.m. I don't think if you're if you are awake right now I might put you back to sleep with with talk about that we don't need the details about that but I do want to talk about how you can make Major League Baseball better and I have some very very strong feelings about this and I've always had very strong feelings about this thank you Sam just 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 let let me rock for two seconds okay. I'll say Jimmy G after I talk about baseball uh, every every five minutes, just just so people's ears perk back up. Just get Shamari in the studio all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden, Jimmy G comes up. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. So number one, and people go back and forth about this, but I think that you need to cut the season. The season is just too long. 162 games or whatever the case is, it's just too long. So many things happen within a season that there is no urgency. We love urgency. Fans love urgency. And that's why football on both levels, NFL and college, do so well. There's only a certain number of games. Obviously, there's injury, so you cannot treat all sports like football because it's just it's a different beast. But everybody's on the edge of their seats every Saturday and Sunday watching college football and the NFL because every single game matters. Major League Baseball, their games are almost a footnote. There are so many games you can you can show up whenever you want. And, and I would always say so many things have happened. I've had friends that have had two to three different jobs throughout the Major League Baseball season. And, and, and you just look there and you see Buster Posey behind the dish. Well, you used to see Buster Posey behind the dish. Nothing has changed. It's just too long of a season. And why 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 do you go? Why do you go? What is the urgency? What is the reason to to make sure you rush over and you sit down right before first pitch? Because when you think about it, everybody complains about or or the idea is that the game is too long. I did I did the numbers. I understand that football is way more exciting than baseball, but based on the actual numbers, based on the actual time, baseball games on average are actually shorter than football games. They're actually shorter than football games. So you can say what you want about Major League Baseball. You can continue to try to speed it up. You need a play clock. You need all this. You know what else? You know what else? When they do, when they do cut the season, that just, that just makes everything more important. That just makes everything more important. So everybody thinks it's about how long the games are. And everybody thinks it's about, oh, you need to speed up the game. Kids don't want to sit there for, for four, four and a half hours. Well, they do it for football. Everybody does it for football or even watching it on TV. They do it for football. Now, sure, technically there's no time limit at the end of baseball games. So that's an issue as well. But on average, Major League Baseball games are a smidge shorter than NFL games. And it's crazy. I know because it doesn't feel like that, but maybe it doesn't feel like that because there are 8,000 games in a season. Maybe that's why. But every Sunday, the, the four hours doesn't feel so bad when that's the only four hours you're spending watching an NFL game throughout the, throughout the season, throughout the year. So I would cut the season to about 100 games. I think that's fair enough. And I would also, and this is where things get a little dicey and I don't want to get too in the weeds, I would also cut the amount of minor league teams. And there's been a lot of talk about how minor league players are treated. Let me be very clear. I am not saying anything about how, or I'm not disputing anything, any of the horror stories that we've seen from minor leaguers about their, you know, eating PB and J, sleeping on air mattresses, not having enough money to, to, to have a, a, a decent life while you're chasing this dream. I think that the owners and everybody should do right by them. But it doesn't seem like they're going to do so. And again, as somebody who didn't get that call in June, you would think I would have the opposite take. You would think I would want 60 rounds to give me a shot. But that's not it. Because you know what? The fact that I didn't get the call just lets me know that I didn't have it. But, the same, but at the same time, those guys that they're drafting in the 28th, 29th, 30th, 30th round, they, they, they go into it because we are competitive, believing that they actually have a shot. And technically they do. Technically they do. But in reality, the numbers don't support that. And I don't want to hear it. Text line 888-957-9570. I don't want to hear it about Mike Piazza. 
I don't want to hear it. There, there are cases, and I am willing. It's Mike Piazza. There, I am, I'm sure there are a bunch of other guys who, who got cups of coffee and had decent careers as well. But most of the time, it's relief pitchers. It's relief pitchers. It, it's, it's outfielders and pinch runners that get a bit of a that get a bit of a, a a cup of coffee, right? And then they're done after that. So I, I again, I've looked it up. After the 20th round, the numbers drop off the table. So to me, not only are you not giving these kids what they need in terms of the the enough money to to have a decent life and to live the life that they deserve while they're chasing their dream, but in reality, you're you're just trying to fill spots. Baseball has this problem all throughout all throughout its system. Everything that they've always done, they've continued to do. Just because you used to draft this many people or these many players, that doesn't mean you have to continue to do that. There's no reason to continue to do that. So I looked it up before the show. Each team, this is as of 2018. I know they 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 have cut some teams since then, but I, I'm sure the numbers are too different. Each team carries about 275 players as far as all of their affiliates. That's the 30 teams, 275 players per team. That is absurd. You're never going to convince me that you need that many guys to figure out who's good enough to play in the big leagues because you don't. You don't. And these guys go out there and they eat their PB&Js. And shout out to PB&Js. I'm just saying, these guys are professional athletes believing that they have a shot when in reality, technically they do, but you know deep down that it's very, very thin. A lot of things would have to go right. I know friends. I know friends that have had hitting 300, home runs, playing very well. They get cut. You know why? Because they're not worth any money to the organization. If, if you have a guy from the, 20, the late 20s round and he's balling out, but then you draft one of your guys, one of your top round guys, who, who's also playing decently, who do you think they're going to put in? They're not going to sit there and develop somebody that they signed for 50 grand. They're not going to do that. So I think if Major League Baseball isn't going to give these kids what they need and what they deserve, stop giving them false hope. Stop giving them false hope. Uh, and I know it sounds harsh. And look, if you played in the minor leagues, Hit the text line. If you know somebody that has, hit the text line. I'll tell you what. I know a lot of people that if you're going to take that shot, of course, if if I got the call right now, I'd go. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that these kids, their mindset, they're all hyper-competitive. They believe in the dream. The saying always goes, don't ever take your cleats off by yourself. Make somebody rip them off. Make somebody pull them off. And that's what everybody does because that's how you got to that point. Even if, you, if you've gotten the call and you're just in the system, that means you were probably, if, if not the best player, one of the best players on your team every single year. And now you get to the minor leagues where everybody's really good, but you know what? I'm really good too. And, if I, and, and, and this is the American dream. If I work hard, if I do what I'm supposed to do, if I show up, if I produce, I will get an opportunity. And that doesn't always happen. Because the numbers don't make sense. And you can spell that both ways if you want. So Major League Baseball, cut the season. I don't. And, and here's the other thing about cutting the season that a lot of people freak out about. The records. What are we going to do about the records? The records are already shot. You don't have the home run king in the Hall of Fame. So what are we even doing about the records? I don't want to hear about the records. Clearly they don't matter. You have a World Series champion in there that's on record cheating. The trash cans, Houston Astros, but you won't cut the season because of the record books? Give me a break with that, man. You have to be able... everybody needs to get a grip. You need to be able to, to be more dynamic, Major League Baseball. You can't just be stagnant because right now, that is why you're getting passed away. And that is why everybody is, nobody is paying attention to you. And whenever you hear about Major League Baseball right now, it's negative, right? Hall of Fame comes out. Barry Bonds doesn't get in. You know, guys, that the, the best play, you got Barry Bonds' memorabilia in Cooperstown, but Barry Bonds doesn't get in. 
It just doesn't make any sense to me, and it's just an awful look. And like I said, baseball has been my first love, so it's pretty sad to watch. But at the same time, you have to be able to get out of your own way. And if you can't get out of your own way, then I'm just going to stop feeling sorry for you. I, I try my best whenever I run into kids and, 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 and we're, we're talking sports. I'm like, hey, man, don't forget about baseball. But you know what? A lot of times it's too late. And, and it is not too late for baseball, for Major League Baseball to turn this around. But if they don't do this soon, in 20, 25 years, I fear, maybe, I'm not saying it's going to be completely gone, but it's going to be a footnote. And we talked a couple of days about the hierarchy of sports. Right now, NFL is king. Right. I, I would say by a fairly large margin. Then you have NBA and then you have Major League Baseball. I would I, I think it's firmly in third. It would be tough, I think, for NHL to eclipse baseball. But at the same time, that's called America's pastime. And they keep dropping lower and lower and lower. They're not moving up at this point. They're, they're getting passed by by everybody. So at this point, who knows with hockey? Who knows? 510 chiming in. The average minor league minor, minor league player makes 66k. The average minor league age is 20 years old. That's big enough money for a kid to make an honest living. Sure, I and, and I and I I definitely hear you on that. So I guess the question is is there too much of are there too many stories about the guys that maybe should have taken their cleats off? Because when I fire this up and maybe this is just the narrative, when I fire this up it's these guys that have been in the system for for five, six years, and they're talking about how hard it's been. But again, to me, you're asking someone who is living out a dream to look themselves in the mirror without being cut and say, you know what, I'm not good enough. And I just think it's really hard for people to actually do that. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to feel that they're not good enough when somebody has taken a chance on you. The Blue Jays drafted you. The a, what, what, what if it was your hometown team? You're going to see this thing through. And then you have all your family members that don't necessarily understand how everything works because I, I, I see it every year. They, you go into rookie ball, and the rookie ball teams have the same name, a lot of them, as the real teams. So these guys will get, these guys will get signed. They hop into Florida or Arizona, wherever they're headed. They're taking pictures with Giants jerseys. They're taking pictures with, uh, with Texas Rangers jerseys. And everybody's thinking, who doesn't understand? Because that's the other thing. The minor leagues way too confusing, right? The, the casual fan does not understand the minor leagues. And if they do, they don't even understand it uh, on that level to, to, to know that there are different levels, right? Like rookie, rookie ball is in single A. So you see these pictures uh, and you're thinking, these guys, you're going to make it, man. You're going to make it. Well, he went in the 29th round. So he might, he might, but there, there's also a good chance that, that he doesn't. And you just can't tell me when you're looking at the G League, when you're looking at when you're looking at the G League, when you're looking at all these other minor league situations and even major league major situations for the pro sports, you cannot tell me that there are 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds prepared to play in the NBA but not prepared but there aren't enough to be prepared to play in the Major League Baseball. Like I you just can't convince me of that. You can't convince me of that. I think that some of them do need development, but and let's not even think, let's not even talk about the guys that go into rookie ball after college. They're 22, 23 years old already. Already. So I just think that just because you've always done something a certain way doesn't mean you have to continue to do it that way. And Major League Baseball needs to look themselves in the mirror and, and, and understand that they're getting passed by. So I'll give you this, I'll give you this to close it out. Why do we love one of the reasons we love NFL, NBA, we see these kids grow. And this is more, this is, I don't know, this is just as much about college baseball not getting on TV enough, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But NFL, NBA, you, you see these kids in college, you see them in March Madness, you see them in bowl games, and you follow them throughout their career. I don't even want to know the numbers on the MLB draft. Like, I don't want to know the, the, the viewership on that. Because why would anybody watch? You're not going to see these kids for, at, at best, five years. And I'm going to be honest, I'm a Giants guy through and through. But I got to give credit where credit is due. And that's why I do like what the Dodgers do. The Dodgers will send you out there. Even if you're not ready, even if you're necessarily not ready, the Dodgers got some young bucks that are always ready to go. And that's fun to watch. That's fun to watch. How long have we been talking about Joey Bart? 
How long? And if Buster doesn't retire, is Joey Bart the backup? I, I don't even know what happens there. How long have we been talking about Joey Bart? And, and he's finally getting a chance. He's like 26 years old now, 26, 27, maybe older. No, nah, I don't think he's older. But 25. 20, he's 25. So subtract one. That's how long. That, it feels like he's 26, 27, how long we've been talking about, uh, you know, his arrival. And, again, what would have happened if Buster didn't, didn't retire? So I just think you, you speed all this up, get kids in front of – in situations where they can be household names early, right, just like we saw with the Fernando Tatises of the world. And, no, he, he is an all-world talent. And not everybody that gets drafted and goes to the major leagues is going to be an all-world talent. But there's no faces. There's no faces and there's no connection. People just show up and they're on your team now. And because there's 162 games from day in to day out, you sit there and say, oh, we got a new guy. Who, who's this guy? Who's this guy? So I just think that there are some easy things that – I just think that there's some easy things that, the ba- that, that Major League Baseball can do to at least make them more competitive in the landscape of these other sports. And, and look – they're, they're probably not going to do it, and I know they cut some. They already cut some of the minor league teams, and, and people thought, "Oh, well, this is for pennies. They're not even, you know, they're not even really spending any money on them anyway." And and for me, I do think that they should be paid better. But if they're not going to be paid better, then they need to continue to to, you know, just 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 boil it down. Let's get the let's get the best guys out there, and let's get kids to see their faces early. They go straight from the college World Series, and now you see them play them. Now you see them playing in the regular season. I know it sounds crazy, but it's crazy because they've refused to do it. They've just refused to do it. So thank you, Sam. Thank you for only one uh, one snooze one snooze sound effect. I will take that because I got to talk some baseball. We got a little bit before our, we're coming up on our first break here, but when we come back. Clay Thompson did not make the top 75. Not sure if you, you heard about that or not. Let's talk about what he's got to do to make into the top 100. Let's talk about one of his, uh, I guess, counterparts that did make it in and, and comparing them a little bit and really what his, what his career is going to be. Oakland boy, there's a, uh, there's a little hint right there. And if we have time, which we probably will, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, who you got? This is Alan South filling in for Stephen Langford, 95-7 The Game, pregame show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. 95.7 The Game pregame show with Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. But you will get your Stephen Langford fix on the morning roast coming up right after this. But first, we got a little bit to talk about. We got Clay Thompson. What, is, what, what was the jersey numbers, number 77, 76, when he didn't get into the top 75? We're going to talk about what he has to do to get into that top 100, which, again, feels very far away from here, far away from now. But we're going to talk anyway because we want our guy in it. We want our guy in it. I'm going to read off some, some texts. Our, the last segment we were talking about, and 888-957-9570 is always the text line, and you can also call in as well. Last segment we were talking about what can baseball do to make it better? What can baseball do to, to improve, specifically, obviously, Major League Baseball? The 574 chimed in. If baseball's regular season is affected by the lockout, Major League Baseball is going to lose a ton of fans, just like when the strike happened in the 90s. Yeah, and, that, and look, it's already happening. It's already happening. And if, and if it continues to happen, 
uh, in this way, it, it's going to be bad. And I'm, I'm thinking 25. I'm thinking, you know, my my future kids and, and their future kids. Who's going to be who who's going to be sitting there, you know, watching baseball, watching 162 games of baseball? I, I just I don't necessarily see see it happening that way. But you even and now it turns into if you are a baseball person, it's your job to pass it down. It's your job to pass it down. You can only do so much. You can only do so much. 510, Stephen from Hercules, sad truth. They'll probably put Bonds in after he dies. They're, they're going to do something. I don't know if it's realistic, but I know somebody said, what if the Giants re-sign him to restart his, to restart his clock? Or, or something like that. I don't think that I, I don't I don't know that <laughs> I don't know if you can do that or not. And 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 if you could, I'm sure the Giants would would probably sign up for that because the whole thing is a mess. Baseball is is not in a great spot, and it makes me sad. It makes me sad, Sam. It does. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if the Giants did do that, then Major League Baseball or the Hall of Fame would suddenly come out with this surprise rule change that you can't actually do that. I mean, they already changed the rules once to keep them out. They'll, right. they'll, they'll do it again. Yeah, and again, it's it's a it's a hack. So they'll just make a rule to fix the hack. I mean, it's 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 very simple. Uh, nobody, even though Barry probably could hop up there right now, and there is a picture out there would be like, I'm just gonna walk him. Like I'm just gonna walk him right now, right now. Okay, I've teased it enough. Clay Thompson, our dear Clay Thompson, did not make the top 75 list. And look, I appreciate we talk we talk a lot about athletes speak and coaches speak and people not speaking their mind. And Clay easily could have sat there and Clay easily could have sat there and said, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm a I I thought I should have made it, but I didn't make it. No, Clay was real about this whole thing, and I appreciate the heck out of it. This is we need more of this. We need more of this in sports. So I wanted to go over Clay's accolades because I was on with Whitey back on Monday and we were talking about some of the guys that were a little bit borderline. And I know I teased it. Yes, I'm talking about I've been talking about Damian Lillard this whole time and I'm going to get into him. But the Anthony Davises of the world, those guys that made it in over Clay and, and something came out of my mouth and I got in a little bit of trouble because I said, well, these guys have moments, right? Damian Lillard waving goodbye. Uh, uh, the Dame time. Anthony Davis, he, he's got the moment in the bubble, right? Where he hit that three, but uh, he, he really was just a guy that was, is extremely talented. And I think at one point I would say with the Pelicans was a top three player. I, th- I don't know where Clay ever has been as far as top players in the league at what point I he's probably he I would say he's cracked the top 10 before um but he 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 fluctuates he fluctuates right so after I said all that the text line was real hot at me and and look I like I said yesterday I pose questions so I answered my own question yesterday or or after after I was on earlier and I looked up Clay's accolades, his moments, right? So he's got the 37 points in a quarter. He's got the playoff record 11 three-pointers, which was obviously game six in 2016. And I was thinking about this as well. Sam, I'm curious if you think this matters, and it probably doesn't. Does game six Clay as as amazing as he was and how historic it was, and he's a legend because of it now, does game six Clay get him in if the Warriors finish the job and 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 win the whole thing in 2016 i don't think that one game would be enough to to make the difference there it would be close i mean it i still don't know if that's enough to put him over the top well let me let me ask i'll ask this a different way and i'll ask this to uh you know the the texters and callers as well 888-957-9570 do you think kevin durant do you think kevin durant Joining the Warriors after they didn't win in 2016, do you think that that hurt Clay's chances? Because I absolutely do. Clay goes from being, Clay goes from being the you know uh, uh, the the best Robin, one of the best Robins we've ever seen, to now he's the third option on the team. And I think that it's not fair that the, the writers or whoever uh, picked picked this 75, held that against him, but we've seen this before and we've seen this again. So after that happens, so when something like that happens, it's just unreal that you are unable to, to view what Clay has done and what he means to that team. But, but that's, that's what happened. So let's keep going. 
you have the first player in the shot clock era to score 60 points in fewer than 30 minutes played. He did it in 29 minutes. We all th- These are some ridiculously great moments. The only player with 14 threes in a game. Again, something that we he's doing he's doing why does this stuff get forgotten? I have no clue. Maybe Rob has a clue from San Bruno. He wants to talk about no clay in the top 75. Rob, how you doing this morning? Doing good, man. I think it's a travesty, to be honest with you. You cannot speak on this era of basketball without Mark Jackson saying the best you should have ever seen play with me in my life is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. It's not just Steph Curry. There's no Steph Curry without Clay Thompson. When was Steph Curry successful without Clay? He never was. So at the end of the day, and it's a three point era, and he's the second best three point shooter probably of all time. He's the second best shooter in this generation. So you're telling me. He won three championships. Was a big part of the three championships. He was the best perimeter defender on the team. He guarded Clay. I mean, Curry's Curry's man because Curry was able to guard some of these top point guards. It was Clay's job. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand how you could have Anthony Davis don't belong on there. He's he he has, he has talent, but that talent hasn't really showcased into a lot of skill. He always hurt. Clay Thompson is that guy. I don't understand why he's not on that list. It's it's unfathomable because there's no Steph. Without Clay, there's no Kevin Durant. If Clay Thompson dropped 42 on their heads in Game Six on the road, there's no Kevin Durant. So it might not be. It might be only no championships without Clay Thompson. So to me, it's a travesty. He should have been on there. Clear. There's a lot of guys on there that, that did not belong on that list. Period. Thank you, Rob, for the call. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and, and you really did break it down because what Clay Thompson has done for this Warriors team. Dur- and the dynasty's not over. I'm not saying it's over, but the, the first the first version of this dynasty, don't let it be forgotten what Clay did on the defensive end and, and alleviated a lot of that pressure off of Steph. Because Steph is having a, a one, probably his best defensive year this year. But let's not make any mistake about it. Steph has been somewhat of a liability on defense, and he he got to enjoy what he got to enjoy offensively because Clay would always be there, dude, I got you. And not only does Clay got you on the defensive end, but he's going to drop some threes on you as well. He's going to drop some threes on you as well. So I, I don't understand. It's the Splash Brothers, and the Splash Brothers literally were a, not were, they still are, but during that time, the be, the best show in the league, and they are continue. they will continue to be the best show in the league. So I don't understand how that just gets over overlooked and it's pretty funny because he is from the bay area and i saw a tweet a couple days ago and it said damian lillard made two big shots dance to dance to too short during a game and made the top 75 like that, that that's his claim of fame right now because you know he just the things that he has done it just doesn't compare it just, but i am going to compare them in a little bit right here so we said only player with 14 threes in a game He's tied for the record of most consecutive threes, which honestly is like shady, maybe the one of the most impressive things here. Like 10 threes in a row is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So I, I don't really know what, hap- what, what happens as far as how he doesn't get in and what he has to do moving forward to get into the top 100. So let's think about it like this. And it's not going to be easy. Because you figure the top 100, they're just going to add 25 more players. And that's in 25 years. Just in these couple years here, since, since, since Clay and Steph have been in the league, to this point now where they're a little bit older, you have, uh, it seems like Luka would make it in. Or that's the, tra- well, let's just talk trajectory. Luka's trajectory. John Moran's trajectory. So these slots, I, I'm not going to say they're getting taken, but Clay is going to have to continue to prove that he deserves to be in, even though he should have. He really already proved that, but now we just got to prove it again. And I think, like he said, and he said it himself, that has been driving him. That has been driving him this whole time and trying to get him back to where he was pre injury. So let's look at Clay versus Damian Lillard straight up. Let's look at him straight up. So Clay has obviously three NBA championships, is a five time All Star. Two-time NBA third team. That's that's what he's got as far as his accolades. Damian Lillard is a six-time All-Star, one NBA first team, four NBA second teams, and one NBA third team. So 
if if that was their angle, sure. But again, Clay is doing this on the highest level, winning championships. And last time I checked, Damian Lillard doesn't have any championships. And look, there are other people we could we could compare and say Clay should be in versus others. I'm just doing I'm just doing Damian Lillard because that's the one that I've seen the most. That's the one that I've seen the most. So I think a couple ways that Clay can maneuver his way and make sure that he's on this top 100. I'll be completely honest. I do think that they're going to be when they do do the top 100. I think that everybody knows that they messed up. I think that everybody involved in this list knows that they messed up. So that's not to say that they're going to, you know, do do a residual effect and let Clay in in that way, but I do think that they are just looking for Clay to do a couple more things and they'll put them on that 100. 510 chiming in here. One of Clay's biggest moments was after he walked back out and shot the free throw after he hurt his knee, you know, after he messed up his ACL. It was it was it was just the the pride that he had to get back out there and and how strong he was and everybody just could feel the grit and how much he cared. I think those things don't necessarily get forgotten about. But everybody loves a winner and and it's unfortunate that that might have not have gotten appreciated the same way that it should have by not by not by Dub Nation, not by us, but by those that are making those decisions. Did they think about that when they're doing the top 75? Probably not. Should they have? I don't know. It depends on what what they're basing this this whole list on because it seems like it's mostly you know uh, single accolades more than team accolades. But then you have you also have Dennis Rodman in there who you know he's sitting around with all of his rings and did that, are we saying that didn't help Dennis Rodman get in? So a lot of contradiction here. I do think a couple ways Clay can get get on this hundred list. I think the Warriors need another ring. Uh, everybody would love another ring, but I think if the Warriors can get another ring without KD, I think that. This that would really help Clay. Obviously, if Clay would be a big part of this, and I also think that right now Clay is 18th on the three pointers list. Damian Lillard is ninth. So I think if Clay can climb up that list, and again, this is not about Damian Lillard. He's already in. You, uh, to, to my understanding, you cannot take anybody out. Damian Lillard's in. So it's a moot point to be honest. Even talking about Damian Lillard going forward uh, in a, in a in a way to compare them. So if Clay can climb up that list, by the way, I was looking at that list yesterday. That list is going to get obliterated. It's going to get obl- like looking at some of these names, like all the guys that are already retired. I don't even know if they're going to be in the top twenty. And I'm talking. I'm talking Reggie Miller, Kyle Korver, you know, Vince Carter. These guys, they might not be in the top 20 in like 15, 10 years, 10, 15 years. And I know we've heard that before. And when we're watching the broadcast, they talk about that. But to see it on the list and to see Kyle Lowry at, at 17, it, it just really makes – and even Vince Carter being in the top 15 when he wasn't really a three-point shooter until he, he – couldn't really jump anymore and ha- well he can still dunk right now I've seen him do it on TV but but really when he started to become a three-point shooter that list is going to get completely blown completely blown out so I just I just saw that and thought that was crazy uh five seven four is t- chiming in here Clay Thompson is overlooked because he's on the same team as Steph Curry if you put him on a team that has no star talent he'd be the guy so I'm gonna be honest. I think that that might be the most interesting point because for a while there was that that rumor about Clay. This was a while back. Clay possibly going to L.A. I don't know if you remember that, Sam, but it was it was a rumor for a hot second. And my my thought process with Clay is we could go we could go pre injury. Sure, could Clay ever be that guy? Let, let's take Steph off the team. Like, could Clay ever be option one? And I don't know. I don't know. And that's not an indictment on Clay. That's just based on that's just based on his his game style and how he plays. He's a catch and shoot guy. He's not going to blow by you. The way he takes over a game is within the offense or within the flow of the game. He's not really an ISO guy that's going to say I'm going to beat you one on one. And I think that's why. And I and I think that's why, you know, he's coming back the way he is, and he's trying to prove that he can be, you know, and and if you're the best Robin that's ever been, and and Scottie Pippen would have something to say about that. A couple guys have something to say about that. But if you are one of the best Robin to ever to ever live and be in this game, I don't understand 
how I think that's better than being a Batman on a subpar team. That's that's what I would say. That's what I would say. So the five one zero right here. That snub is accelerating Clay's return to top form. I wouldn't mess with that guy. Sure, I I really do hope so. I really do hope so. And we've seen flashes of it. We, we did a we did a segment not too long ago. Who needed this rest more, Clay or Steph? And I obviously said Steph, but at the same time, Clay is coming back from two two injuries and. and you know, I think he went three for 10 against the Nuggets. So it will be good for Clay to get this rest. And I'm sure he's going to come out hot. When he came out hot and he's dunking on people, we were, we were thinking, what is going on here? Now he kind of fell back to, to reality, right? He, he's got to continue to get his legs under him. So I do think that this break will be great for him. And I'm very excited for what we're about to watch with him. So I've been talking a lot about Damian Lillard. And we love Damian Lillard. But I do kind of have a bone to pick with him. And this whole thing about, you know, I want to win one in Portland. I got to win one in Portland. Let me ask you this question. Is Damian Lillard embracing the grind or embracing mediocrity? Because I'm not sure that staying somewhere with virtually no expectations is embracing the grind, right? We talked yesterday about Draymond Green and how he has two jobs. And how I sat here and said this was a bit unprecedented. It's not necessarily unprecedented in, in, in this regard because Damian Lillard has two jobs. Damian Lillard is a legitimate rapper who I think has dropped maybe two albums, something like that. He gets to live comfortably. We've talked. We've talked. They're all millionaires and play with no expectations, which, which I don't mind at all. I was talking to Sam before the show. I don't mind that, that Damian Lillard wants to kick it in Portland, great city, do his thing, kind of be under the radar, drop some albums, play some basketball, you know, every now and then have a little playoff run. I don't mind any of that. I don't mind any of that out of Damian Lillard. What I mind is doing it under the guise of I'm, I'm loyal to my soil. I want to bring a championship to, to I almost said to Cleveland. I, I want to bring a championship to Portland. Really, dude? Really? I, I, I mean – do you really think you're going to win a championship in Portland? And if he, if he does, sure. If he does, sure. But if you put Damian Lillard under a lie detector test, which is not admissible in court, if you put Damian Lillard under a lie detector test and said, do you think you'll ever win a championship in Portland? If he says yes, I think the survey might say that that was a lie. The 209, the 209 is already chiming in. I thought you want players to stay on the same team, no super team. That that is that is in theory what we like, but I think that when you have zero expectations, in my opinion, you are running from the grind a little bit a, a, instead of embracing it. Who? How are they? If okay, so they go into the tank mode. They get somebody that maybe is ready to help them right now. Maybe, who knows? That that's another year. Damian Lillard, I think I believe is thirty one. So. Now that's another year out of his prime, another year he gets to play with with no expectations. Now you got to hopefully hit on this on this kid that you get from tanking. And, and and even so, we we spoke about how stacked the West is. They're not doing anything. So I I, I don't expect Damian Lillard to sit there and say, "Hey man, I'm rich either way. I want to drop some albums and I want to kick it in Portland." I don't expect him to say that. But this idea that he is better than these guys that have created a super team because he's staying in Portland and embracing the grind, I, I, I can't really get down with that because you know what does come with creating a super team, and I know it, it, it sounds a bit crazy, but it does happen, is expectations. When, when Kevin Durant came to the Warriors, there were expectations. Understandably so, very understandably so, but there were expectations. Okay, when LeBron went to Miami, there were expectations. And some would say, when you get a championship, it's hard to say that somebody didn't fulfill them, right? So in Miami, with the number that LeBron got, or with KD, with the number that the Warriors got, and the Warriors would have had three if KD doesn't get injured. We all know that. But they are all playing with expectations. That's why Kawhi and the Clippers and Paul George have had a rough go, because they made their little super team, and... and and they haven't done anything. They haven't they haven't done anything. So I get the whole don't make a super team thing 
and and the text line is firing me up right now. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, and we're get, we got the five set the the five seven four here. Damian Lillard just loves playing the game. He's just taking a, a page out of Mike Trout's book. I get it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disputing any of that. I think that's okay. I think that's great. But I, and I understand you can't sit there and necessarily say that out loud. But sitting there and and, and saying I and. and continuing to just say i'm just loyal and i want to bring a championship to portland i i don't know has he even has he even do we know has he even talked to the front office has he put any pressure we get mad at lebron for trying to orchestrate all this stuff but but should we not get a little bit mad at dame for just just letting everything just chill right like like cj mccollum gone now now i think that that probably should have happened because i i believe that they that that situation had already played itself out but but right now what else is he doing what else is he doing right the 510 right here Lillard's best shot at the ring is to take a massive pay cut come home and sit behind Steph he's winning a grand total of nothing in Portland I don't know that he would sit behind Steph but I I think Steve Kerr might be able to figure out a way to to get Dame in there as well I don't think I don't think uh I don't think he'd be sitting but I do think that we could figure out a way to get Dame in there and that would be quite I mean, look that would be quite the team. That would be quite the team. Obviously, Dame grew up watching the Warriors, Oakland guy. When obviously they were in Oakland, so I don't think anybody would would say no to that. But again, I, I'm not I'm not hating on Damian Lillard. I'm just saying we just talked about Clay and how he is not how he's not in top 75 and he's played at the highest level. Damian Lillard has these single accolades, but you know uh, you know as far as the postseason. He, he doesn't ha- he doesn't have the same the same juice. That's the bottom line. The 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 more the bigger bottom line is that I am done. 95-7 the game, the pregame show, Alan Styles. Thank you for listening. Morning roast up next with Stephen Langford and the butcher boy Joe Shasky. Talk to you soon. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.